Welcome to the Finicky Podcast, where we drink too much and the jokes are terrible. I'm joined by, well, fuck, it's just me here, and that's okay, because this episode is a purely lightning round episode, so everyone can catch up on previous apps and stay informed in the latest news all at the same time. With that, let's just get started on the Week 7 recap. Week 7! Let's start off with, well, hell, let's start off with my matchup, which is uh, me versus Stephanie, and uh, it wasn't... A great matchup because Stephanie barely got over 100 points. Um, Loser! Yeah, special teams was about half her score. Uh, and uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, didn't play a full game of football, which we talked about last week. So, uh, and on my side, well, Carson Wentz and Chris Carson together, while they were projected for uh, almost 40 points, they got only about 10. Either way, I win, and I move on to 4 and 3. So I'll, uh, you know, I'll take it. Let's move on to uh, exploring other games with um, Zach versus Lyle. Battle of the L's. 164 to 152. Uh, and Zach, I mean, Zach had a good game, even with uh, Lyle's QB resurgence of uh, Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff, uh, both getting, I mean, they almost have about 60 points there. It looked to me like... Uh, Chase fucking Edmonds was the difference maker here. Uh, 32 points, and that was all about karma, because, um, well, we all made fun of Zach for having Chase Edmonds. Well, I don't know, all of us. Snake did. And me. I mean, Snake mainly did it. I only did some of it. Lyle had a great game, just not a great enough game, and now Zach has two wins instead of one. Congratulations. You did it. Moving Winner. on to JP versus Bliss. This is a uh, all-world matchup. Uh, these guys were battling in the second place spot, trying to get first place, and uh, it came down to the wire. JP is now first in the East Division. Congratulations. Winner. Uh, how did he do that? Well, about 100 points from a combination of uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and uh, Greg DeLay. 100 points from those three dudes, and not much else from anywhere else, but uh, that was enough to beat Bliss because, uh, well, he blames me, Jinx. but he could blame, I don't know, Matt Breida for getting three points, or Carlos Hyde for getting three points, or how about Zach Ertz for getting three points, or um, or I guess his punter. Really, all, uh, all Bliss had going for him was his uh, field goal kicker, uh, Allen Robinson, and Lamar Jackson, and... Um, I guess his three guys weren't as good as JP's three guys. Loser! So he lost by three. Uh, 3-3-3. 3-3-3-3-3-3. Moving on. Derge versus Bottom. This was the highest scoring game of, um, I mean, probably the year. 193 to 186. Uh, this is an epic LA matchup. And uh, Derge comes out the winner because Dalvin Cook. We've talked about Dalvin Cook being the key to Derge's team. If Dalvin Cook does well, Derge wins. And uh, that ended up happening again. Uh, but looking over at LA's side, uh, without if Bottom didn't have a Matt Ryan meltdown, he would have won this. And if he would have won this, he would have been challenging the LA division. And it's Bottom. That's, that's not something that's supposed to happen. So... Uh, Tough loss for Bottom. I'm sure he'll bounce back, but for now, Derage is he's one of the two LA Kings, and uh, the other one 
is Antez. So let's take a look at uh, Antez's matchup. Antez versus Snake, and uh, Antez ran away with this one, 188 to 142. Winner. Uh, it looked close for a while, and uh, but I don't know how. How would you expect that Ryan Tannehill would score more than Russell Wilson? That's not something that's supposed to happen. And yet, it did. And uh, Antez still won. He's just got a real deep team. Leda Fournette, Austin Eckler, Michael Thomas. And, uh, well, the, the hard thing about Antez's team is you look at it and you're like, how did he do it? How did he win? And because um, Breeze has been gone for weeks. And... The thing is, is if you look at all of Finicky, Chris Antez has two of the high, the two, the two highest scorers in Finicky. Russell Wilson, who's in second place. And you want to guess who's in first place? Are you looking at Tez's team right now? Are you trying to guess who it is? Well, you're probably wrong. It's the Patriots defense. The Patriots defense is the number one scoring anything in all of Finicky. He has 170 points this season. A defense that he didn't even draft. Uh, so that's happening. And uh, the latest victim to it was Snakes. Can Chris be stopped? I don't know. But uh, there's only one way to really find out, and that's by looking at Week 8. Week 8. All right, Week 8. For now, we'll save the Antez game for the end, as it is going to be our game of the week. But for now, let's look at 5-2 JP versus 1-6 Live. Clearly Lyle's the underdog here. Not by much if you look at the computer projections, but uh, he's an underdog for the most part because Cousins didn't give him the head start that he probably needed to win this game. Cousins got 11 points on Thursday, and uh, in order to steal a W from JP, he's gonna need somebody to stand out. Who will that person be? Honestly, looking at his team, I don't know. I think the two most volatile players in this matchup are um, the two who have been underwhelming, Devin Singletary on JP's side and David Montgomery on Lyle's side. If one of those two guys decides to maybe deliver on the massive amount of preseason hype we were all promised with these two rookies, maybe maybe this game could start to swing one way or the other. But uh, for now, I, I don't think Lyle has what it takes. I think JP runs away with this one. Um, I'm by myself here. Should I do scores? Should I just make up a score? I'm going to. Okay. Uh, I think JP wins this uh, 178 to 158. Winner! Next up, the uh, LA Battle of the Bottom 2 with Zach versus Steph. It's going to be a rough go for quarterbacks in this matchup because it's uh, Jameis Winston and Daniel Jones versus Baker Mayfield and Ryan Fitzpatrick. That sounds like a 10 a.m. game that everyone would skip, but uh, he's got Zach's already got a 23-point head start, and I honestly think he'll end up keeping the lead. Uh, I'm gonna pick a score. Uh, McCaffrey and Edmonds help Zach come out to a victory of 156 to 101. Congrats, Zach! Right, Winner. Now we get out of these nosebleed seats and into some prime time matchups. Let's take a look at the four and three snake versus four and three bliss. These guys are part of the three-way tie for second place in the world division. And if that's not interesting enough, um, looking at it, it seems like Snake has is just going to run away with it. He's down five right now, but 
Uh, he's favored to win by 73% to the computer. However, that's where the manipulation begins. Now, Zach or er, Bliss is playing a bit of a rope-a-dope here. He's hiding a lot of his starters on the bench, and he'll either pull bottom and forget to put them in his starting roster, or he's going to be sneaky about it. Uh, luckily, I, or probably anybody else with eyeballs, can do the math to see that Lamar is out, so he's not in the starting lineup, and Carrion's in the IR. Uh, how will this end up looking when uh, it comes to kickoff on Sunday? I'm going to say Bliss probably starts Bridgewater against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Saints are 10-point favorites. So if you lean, if he, if he leans his entire roster onto that game, I don't know who's betting on the Cardinals, uh, but he would have Bridgewater, Kamara, the Saints D, and the Saints coach. Uh, and you push all your chips in on that, you could... It could be a big victory. I'm, I'm guessing. I don't know. I, I think, I think Cliff gets out coached, and uh, in this one, and I, I think Snake does as well. Let's say Bliss wins uh, 169 to 148. Winner. All right, and uh, moving on. Oh, this is hard. All right, moving on to the other part of that three-way tie, that Menage tie. Is um jokes are better with other people. Is uh, me. That's me versus bottom. So let's take a peeky poo at that. Computer says this is a 50-50 matchup. Um I look at it and I say, yeah, I can understand how you'd see that, but uh, I think that me at four and three and bottom at three and four, one thing matters in this matchup, and oddly enough, it's the same thing that matters in the Seahawks game. Will Matty Ice play? Uh Bottom's already got his backup quarterback in there, uh, Derek Carr, to replace Dak Prescott. So he'd have to scramble on the wire to replace Matt Ryan. Also, on top of that, Julio Jones. Julio Jones does not get the same action from Matt Schaub than uh, he would from Matt Ryan. Uh, if Matty Ice is out, I don't see how Bottom could bounce back. So do I think, do I think Matty Ice is going to play? No, I think he's fool's gold this week because the Falcons are one and six. What is there to play for? Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say, I win 178, 148. All right, Winner. now we can move on to the game of the week, which is Ben Derriger versus Chris Antez. Derriger at five and two, Antez at six and one. These two LA heavyweights are primed for battle. And Derriger already has an early 41 point lead, half of which is compliments to Dalvin, who, I mentioned earlier, is the key to Derge getting Ws. That being said, Tez is, I think Tez is managing his team from the Philippines. So, I don't know, does he, does he bring in Odell Beckham? Does he put in OBJ in the starting lineup? Should he start Odell Beckham? Uh, honestly, it'd be the difference between Duke Johnson and OBJ. Uh, I, I would, I don't want to tell Antez what to do because so far he's known everything to do and honestly I don't think it matters. I think Antez moves on to 7-1, uh, 182 to 164. Winner! Alright, oh, that was a hell of a lightning round. And that's it for week 8. Now it's time for some hot takes. The hottest hot. of takes. Many of these takes I haven't even looked at yet, so I'm going to dig through my phone and see what the latest one is. Uh, latest thing is, Lyle says, uh, with Mahomes out, 
Travis Kelsey will have a 2018-esque performance with two touchdowns and 100-plus yards. That is hot because Travis Kelsey hasn't done jack shit all year long. He's been steady. He's been like a steady eight points, but to have a real big game would be, that'd be a first. So I don't know. Let's see. On uh, Let's scroll, scroll, scroll. On a similar note, it seems bottom feels uh, kind of the same way Lyle feels. Bottom's hot take is that Matt Moore wins the next two games. Hot. That's hot. That's one that's one hot take there, Bottom, because Matt Moore is uh, like 45 years old and uh, easily the most inadequate person throwing a football in the NFL right now. But uh, sure, let's go with it. Um, Stephanie's hot take is the Rams win by three touchdowns in London. Hot. Crazier things have happened in London, and uh, the Bengals suck. So I'll say it's like a medium hot take, but sure, hot. That's a hot take. All right, uh, let's look at We got a lot of Seahawks hot takes here. Okay, so we got Antez's hot take. Russell Wilson hangs three touchdowns and 350 yards on the Dirty Birds. I believe it. Um, Zach feels similar. He thinks DK Metcalf catches three touchdowns against the Dirty Birds. That's pretty hot. And Derage is feeling, obviously, on the other side of that because he's playing Russell Wilson. Um, Derage feels that Seattle gets... Two defensive scores. So, hot. Uh, good, good hot take there, Derrick. Okay. Um, I, that, yeah, that would. I don't see that happening with Matty Ice playing. So he's probably assuming that Matt Schaub is starting as well. Wow, a weekend full of Matt Schaub and Matt Moore. Who could ask for less? Um, hot. Bliss's hot take is that he will not make the playoffs. Bliss's hot take is that he himself will not make the playoffs. This is clearly a reverse jinx. And I don't think it works like that. Um, JP has a season-long take that by the end of the season, James White will lead all running backs in receiving touchdowns. Hot. Uh, got a shit ton of stats to suggest this happens. Wow, JP, this is this is our this is definitely our NFL insider right here. He says James White currently has one touchdown. Austin Eckler has four. Well, it's not okay. So I guess that's what makes it hot. White has two receiving touchdowns called back in the last two weeks. He's second in the league amongst running backs in targets and receptions. Brady is averaging 39 attempts per game, even though they're beating their average opponents by 25 points. Patriots have the number one scoring offense in the league, and White is getting the receptions and is overdue to score. Stats. All All right. Well, all right then. There we go. That's a pretty elaborate hot take from our NFL insider, JP. Zach also hot. has a similarly in-depth hot take. Michael Bennett leads the league in sacks. Hot. hot. That's one hot take. All right. Those are pretty good. That's some pretty good hot takes there. I feel like those are the best hot takes of the season. But, you know, the bar was pretty low. Um, I will. My hot take is another is a season long as well. I think. And this isn't going to sound hot because I think this is the last year of Brady. I see all the statistics about how their offense is scoring a shit ton. But. You know what? You do that in garbage time. The move for Sanu seems different for the Patriots. Uh, Edelman isn't getting any faster. And the defense is the star of this team. Brady has four touchdowns in the last four games. Three of those were in week five against the Redskins. Stats. The last two games, he's played the Giants and the Jets. And he's had one touchdown, two interceptions. 
What record does Brady have on any other team? And how many wins does this year's Patriots team get with Jalen Hurts or Nick Foles or Andrew Luck? Hot. That's it for the Finicky Podcast. I'm Julian. I'm by myself. And I am uh, I'm not doing this again. Thanks for listening to the Finicky Podcast. Finicky on, Finicky well. And...